last day of the week going to start a new week by tomorrow morning whatever you experience this week life experiences good moment difficult moment challenging situations so many things maybe you experience during this week whatever you experience good or bad this is the time to leave everything behind <clears throat> having reflection about those experiences is there any lesson you can learn and we are going to start over <clears throat> new day new life new life experiences this is the good place to start your new fresh week even time is delusional but that conventional time we can use for our own benefit to grow feel yourself respectfully and lovingly and send your loving thoughts towards yourself i am well i am happy i am peaceful send your loving thoughts towards your family may all of my family members be well be happy be peaceful
Now send your loving thoughts towards the whole world. May all living beings be well, be happy, be peaceful. Even having this loving intention in your mind for a moment, don't think it is a simple act. It is a big thing, it is a big practice. Very difficult for people to have a moment of loving kindness. Even just a word of loving kindness. Now slowly turn your attention to your breath. Every breath you take in, you take out, is taken mindfully.
Now observe your mind, observe your body, your body is relaxed, your mind is calm, tranquil and peaceful. Now bring your palms together close to your heart. <clears throat> Bowing, we bow to each other. Respect to yourself and others. Going inward, the deeper meaning is surrendering your ego. Think to yourself, I have a beautiful life. I don't know how long we are going I'm going to live. But right now I know I'm here. I have a life. I'm going to enjoy this life no matter what. Because tomorrow is unknown. May peace be with you, may you be well, may you be happy, may you be peaceful. Thank you very much. Please open your eyes. Okay, good morning everybody. So, happy to see you this rainy morning, which I don't like, but I have to handle it. <laughs> anyway, I don't like cold weather, so... Um, I think life is full of re reflection all the time if you practice more mindfulness and if you can listen to the world and the people. So always I learn from life experiences my whole life. I think that's the best way to learn and reflect. Um, yesterday, uh, one of my long, long time student contacted me after 25 years later. So, uh, when I was in Australia, my 20s, um, he also was kind of my same age. Um, even I totally forget about him, no idea what he's doing, uh, what kind of life he has now. Uh, because after I, I leave Australia, I lost all, most of the contacts. So anyway, he said uh, he's going through all um, uh, YouTube uh, videos. Then, middle of nowhere, he found a video of me. <laughs> then he was thinking, oh my God, this is Bhante Suja. I never seen him so long time. And then he was keep checking and checking. Finally, he got some uh, social media contacts and he, he sent me a message. <clears throat> then we uh, talked to each other over the phone. So then he said something really interesting. Then I was reflecting it about, you know, what he said in the evening. So he said, um, you know, I have seen you like 25 years ago, his tw you know, his 20s, I was in the same age, and he said, oh my God, I cannot believe you never get old. <laughs> That's what he said, I cannot believe you never get old. I said, maybe you have to change your glasses. And so uh, then we start to laugh. Then I said, don't make, you know, are you trying to make me happy and telling things? No, 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 I'm serious. I, I'm going to prove it to you. Then he said, okay, I have all picture. Then he go and grab that all picture, show it on the camera. Then I was thinking, that's right. I'm look same. <laughs> Then I was thinking, I look same. Then he's asking me, he started joke, you know, could you please give me those uh, beauty secrets? <laughs> so then um, it's so interesting uh, conversation. We start to laugh and same time um, I start to think. I'm always thinking. Then I was thinking, so people, like a regular lay people, they have lots of responsibilities. Family, children, jobs, 
businesses, lots of things people have every day. So now I can see, um, I, I, I can see his body. Then, uh, then he said he's so stressed out. Lots of work. Children are grown. And they, he has all the children's problem now. He's worrying about those things. Then he asked, uh, do you have those things? I said, I don't have children. <laughs> and, but, but somehow I have children. I have four monks and five and, you know, I have to, uh, watch them. And I have a family here. And so, but it is a little bit different. So then he said, you know, we start to talk about lots of practice and things. So um, what I'm trying to tell you, uh, when you grow with lots of responsibilities, if we don't know how to handle them, it's definitely it will affect into our body. So definitely it will affect into our body, right? So therefore, this meditation helping us so many ways, especially for the mind, but sometimes it's helping for the body too, in, you know, some, somehow. So anyway, so everybody wants to meditate. Now everybody wants to meditate to be happy. So think about the life of the Buddha for a minute. So he was born into a royal family. Uh, he had a comfortable life. Uh, he was married. But he was thinking there is an issue, unsolved problem in this life. How he got it, one day when he go out, he saw old people, sick people, dying people. He experienced life first time because inside the palace he never experiences those things. So right after you experience, right after he experienced something out of he never experienced, then he start to think, what is really happening? Then he realized this is the nature of a human life. Then uh, he returned to the palace. So when he returned to the palace, uh, he saw father is coloring his hair. <laughs> so then he asked, what are you doing? Then he said, I'm coloring my hair. So why? It is gray now. I don't like to see gray. But I don't, you don't see mine. And so, <laughs> so then that's why he's calling. Then he asked from the father, it will happen to my hair too. Yes, of course. You cannot stop that. He said, I don't like it. So then he realized, wherever he go in this human world, there's some issues, things we don't like. Then he was thinking, it is so painful. It is difficult. It is challenging to accept those realities. Then he was thinking, this is a problem. Things we don't like, what we call, it's a problem. So if there is a problem, I'm really believing there is an answer. Without problem, there is no answer. There is no answer, no problem, right? You know, always going back and forth. Then he said, now I have a problem. I don't like these things. That means I have to look for an answer. That is the purpose he left the palace. This makes sense to everybody now? He realized something in this human life, there is an unsolved, you know, the issues. So I had to find the answer. Then he left. The day he left, that's the day child was born. But he made the decision to leave. Even he had lots of emotional distraction. The day he is leaving, the child and the wife, he had, you know, later of his life, he is talking about those emotional distraction, what he experienced leaving the child. He felt, I want to hug my baby, newborn baby. Now think about all the fathers. First day you had the baby, how you felt. You want to go and touch and hug and sit there and hold the baby. Prince Siddhartha had the same experience that evening. I really want to hug my baby. Then he realized the moment if I touch and hug my baby, princess will wake up, I cannot leave. But he made the decision, today I'm leaving anyway. But I leave my desire side of them. If I touch them, they wake up, I cannot go, then this distraction. But I am leaving my son, name of the, all the sons in the world. You get it now. <laughs> I am leaving today my desire to hold and hug and kiss my son. 
but I'm leaving for all the sons in the world. I'm leaving my beautiful wife, but I'm leaving today, I'm leaving her today, name of the, all the wives in the world. I'm leaving my life, all of the parents in the world, all the people in the world. That is the purpose he left. Sounds like selfish, the, what he did. You know, in the modern father, the day son was born, he's leaving from the responsibility. I know this country, he will be in trouble. <laughs> Maybe we are going to sue him. <laughs> and so that's this culture, right? But nothing happened because they are royal, they were fine. So after XP, he returned, after becoming the Buddha, he returned to the palace to help them. So anyway, I'm not going to tell that whole story. So my purpose of sharing this story, he knew, he experienced like you and me, there is a life matters. There's a issues, there's a problem. So I have to look for answers. Now, look at your life, look at my life. The moment I wake up, until I go to bed, what we are doing every day, what we are doing every day, go to work. Why? Looking for answers for the life matters. Go to yoga. Why? <laughs> Why we go to yoga? Looking for answers. Come to meditation. Why we do that? Looking for answers. You, you know, go to business, you know, Monday morning, go to work, run your business. Why? Looking for the answers. So, so that means there are unsolved issues in our life. We are looking for answers for that. But now we have these issues. We are looking for answers. Most of the time, what we do here in the world, trying to find the answer, but we are creating hundred other problems. That's what happened to our normal, regular, everyday life. We are keep searching answers. When we keep trying to, looking for the answers, we are looking for the maybe wrong places. And so then we get another hundred problems. Now we can see life is big mess, full of problems. We don't know. So <clears throat> then I was thinking last night is a really good, you know, the thinking for me. So when then people have these issues and the problems, then what will happen? All the religions come to the world. What religion does? Try to help people. So I'm not against religions, but some religions say, oh, go and pray to the God. I'm not against that. This is my thought. I'm openly talking. Then go and pray to pray to the dark, then your problem will solve. Then you keep praying to the God, but I know some people come to me, I pray to the God many, many years, but he didn't help me. Now I am here at the temple, I hope Buddha will help me. Now they come to the temple. Then they go to the other places, looking for something, for these burning matters, burning issues in their life. Now think about if you are coming from very strong religious background and asking some support from the higher power, the God or deities or divine beings or whoever you are believing, if you ask those people to support and help you, if you don't get that help after you praying so many years, how do you feel? Terrible. What else? Disappointed and upset, hopeless and lots of complaint. I can see that. Any religions, if you are following a religion, it doesn't matter. If you are following a Buddhist religion in the, that content, you know, if you are following the Buddha's, you know, the path, you get the same problem. So, now you are going and asking, praying and all those things, then they have experienced disappointment, anger, hated, whatever you experience, then you are so upset about it. Now, 2600 years later, you know, we are following the path of the Buddha, but I can see in this journey also, some people having those issues. So, I am telling you, the day Buddha left the palace, 
he was looking for the answers for the human matters what we are going through unsolved human problems in our lives so he worked hard for that then after he become a buddha he never ask if you want to find the solution for this life matters you have to pray to me you ever see in a place buddha ask that please come and pray to me pray to the buddha sometime people when i go to the high school and you know when i have a conversation with children or like a question and answers they always asking me do you pray to the buddha then my answer is what do you think no <laughs> i am not i am not praying to the buddha do you asking buddha to help you i am not asking buddha help i am not asking him help so to who you are praying then as a you know the buddhist monk as a buddhist practitioner and the person who following the path of the buddha to who you are praying i said we don't have such thing then somebody asked me what is the purpose of that religion then if you don't have a person to pray then i said to children that means it is not a religion <laughs> that's why we are not praying to a person then the, you know they were so confused why they need something to hold and tangible and touch and feel in this path there is no such thing you come to blue lotus temple i don't know how many years you are coming <clears throat> you come here every single day and sitting in front of buddha and you know burning incense offering flowers and asking buddha please buddha help me i'm dying this buddha sit quietly the same posture even not looking at you ever this buddha looking at you and telling oh don't worry i will taking care of you ever this buddha said to you <laughs> you know even if he is telling me you know telling us those thing he has to tell me first <laughs> he has to tell me all the monks first because we are the here and taking care of and dusting him and so that means he has to help us more but so far last 20 years this buddha never looking at me hey sujata i am going to help you no he never said that i know he cannot do that this is you know the buddha is a plastic and you know this is so why i am telling you this sometime people come here having their religious background they come here praying to the buddha oh i have some issues i am going to pray to the buddha so then one person asked me if i pray to the buddha he will help me i said depend what you are asking so i am praying to the buddha solving my problems then he was doing like this and kneel down and exactly like you are praying to the god higher power like a church why he has that background then i said i'm very sorry <laughs> i'm going to make you so disappointed today i'm very sorry even another 24 hours you are sitting here and praying to the buddha like this that buddha never help you i'm very sorry then he said it is so disappointing i said that's my idea to make you disappointed so it's hurt my feeling i said that's okay i want to hurt you so we had a really nice conversation then i explained to him that is not the purpose of the buddha that is not the purpose of his teaching the purpose of his teaching not feeding people candy sweet so when you come to the temple if i say oh my god bring a flower and pray to the buddha everything will be fine if i say that how do you feel maybe you feel so comfortable in that mo- moment right after you go home and experience the problem in life then you are angry with me oh my god i pray to the buddha 24 hours that buddha or the blue lotus monks they didn't help me sometime people complaining to us like that why going to the blue lotus didn't help us why the way they are expecting thing is wrong we don't have such thing it's like this is how i see it now think about for example you have a cancer you have a cancer then you go and find the very famous doctor who is treating for the cancer patients 
you go to the rush. <laughs> okay, you go to the rush and find the best doctor there. Then what you go and go with the flowers. You have lots of flowers you are taking to the rush, you know, you know hospital. Then keep that flowers in front of that doctor and pray to that doctor. Then you burn the incense in front of that doctor. Then you are giving water and treats to the dead doctor. So I do these things because if I do those things to you, I feel healed. I get the benefit. That means my treatment for the, my cancer. Do you think it will work? No, it's never work. The same way, if you are asking those things from the Buddha, it never work. Sorry. That's not the purpose. But, as I said in the beginning, if you, then Buddha said, problem is in the mind. Problem is in the mind. So what he was trying to change, our attitude of our mind, way we are thinking, perspective about life, that was his teaching, that was his guidelines, that, he, that was his dharma. So what I'm asking you, don't use this Buddha for those low things, lower things, lower practices. One person, when I was in, you know, somewhere in Sri Lanka, you know, gave me a, like a, you know, lottery ticket. You know, lottery ticket? Gave me a lottery ticket and, um, asked me, you know, then I was, I, I knew it is a lottery ticket. I'm looking at it and I asked, what is this? So it's a lottery ticket. What can I do for it? Especially it is happening in the Singapore airport. Always, even the customer, people working there, always when they see a Buddhist monk, they give something and asking us to bless. Then he asked me, please bless this lottery ticket to win. So I said, um, I can pray, I can say a chant for that, but no guarantee you are going to win. I said, there's no guarantee you are, then right away he grabbed the ticket. And he said, that means you are not a good Buddhist monk. Think about it. So I was honest. I was telling the truth. I can pray for it, but you are not going to win it. Then he said, that means you are not a good Buddhist monk. Then I realized, oh, of course, people are suffer from things. That's the way people are thinking. Of course, they had to go through those experiences. So what I'm asking you today, this morning, the teaching of the Buddha, 99% for your mind. 99% for your mind, but that 1%, it is so powerful, it will affect into your body. 99% you are making your mind powerful, that 1%, whatever energy you are putting, it will affect into your body. So that's why, that is my beauty secret. <laughs> That's a good secret, right? There is no charge. I'm not charging, right? There's no charge. That's my best beauty secret I can give it to you this morning. So, therefore, use the Buddha and his teaching for your mental, use your mind, not for your body. If you are using for your body and the world matters, there is no support from the Buddha. So, Buddha is not giving us temporary solutions. So, go and study Four Noble Truth. That is the teaching of the Buddha. You know, what is, somebody asks, what is the difference Buddha's teaching and the religions? If somebody asks you that question, you can say, teaching of the Buddha is a four noble truth and eightfold path. We cannot see it is in the religions. Why? Because most of the religion giving power to the God or the higher power. We are giving power to who? Ourselves. So therefore, you are the God, you are the Buddha. So then that means you can be a Buddha. Any questions, any thoughts? Yes. Okay, good question. Thank you so much. Um, the, you know, now I'm asking you, after your parents pass away, you go and leave a picture of the father or mother. Same purpose. 
Why? We have so much respect for them. They raise us, they give this and that gratitude. This is the symbol of gratitude. And also we are having an intention. He was a Buddha. You know, think about looking at this statue right now. When you are looking at this statue, do you feel angry? Do you feel mad? You feel, I'm going to punch his face? <laughs> you don't feel those kind of things. You feel serene, calm, and peaceful. So that means we are using that symbol to bring that calmness to, into our mind. You know, now we can see it's a beautiful flowers. Yes, I'm always asking people, when you come to the temple, bring some flowers. Right? When we are offering these flowers, we are not asking Buddha, please protect me. No. When we are offering these flowers, what we are, we are offering these flowers to you. Then we are talking about the nature of the flowers. These flowers are beautiful. After a few days later, what will happen? Those flowers will fading away and become dust. Then what we are thinking? Life. That is, even every offering, there is a purpose. Even we offering food, incense, whatever thing, teaching us impermanence. So looking at the Buddha, we are thinking of his teaching, not praying to him. That's a good question. Thank you. Anything? Yeah. Yes, when we are taking of the refuge of the Buddha, this is what we are doing. Buddha means refuge. <laughs> Right? Buddha means refuge. So that means he took that path, he found the salvation. So that means, Buddhaṃ saranaṃ gacchāmi, I am following you. I am following me, you means, whatever path you took for the liberation, I am going to take that the same path. Why he already did it? We are following you. We are not believing you, but we are following you and learning from you. Yeah, so that, that's what we call the, taking the refuge of the Buddha, not the person, the path and the teachings of the Buddha. Yeah. Anything else? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So, so yeah. No mm -hmm. You know, please experience the moment you don't have worries in your mind, even temporary. How do you feel? You feel young. You feel energized. You feel your blood circulation is doing really well. You don't have high blood pressure. And all those things going low when you have really good mood, right? So now think about if you are keep doing to yourself that feeling. Now for a moment, yesterday evening I went to exercise, right? So when I come home, I felt so good just doing physical exercise. Now think about physical exercise, healthy eating, good meditation practice. Of course, it's bringing you so much energy to your body, even this body is deteriorating and impermanence. But as long as you live, we can live happily. So, therefore, please use the Buddha for the purpose, true purpose, not praying to him. Okay? Otherwise, exactly, you are trying go and praying to the cancer doctor. <laughs> okay, Tyler. <laughs> this one too because I think I wasn't we got a little complaint last week that the, everybody online could hear me but not everybody in the room so here we are happy to see you all on this beautiful rainy day thank you Bonte uh, sometimes Bonte asks me about to say something specific and sometimes he ignores me which is what he did today so I don't have anything to say at his request which I really appreciate uh, because it allows me just to like sit still and listen to your Dharma talk. And I'm reminded of uh, this really funny story we have together. So about a decade ago, we found ourselves in this uh, 
Kantale is what, the southern part of Sri Lanka. And uh, at that time it was, the war was over, but it was still very uh, militant in terms of a community. And so uh, incredibly poor, incredibly hot. Um, the most dangerous place I've ever been. Uh, and uh, it was just ir irreconcilable in my mind how people could live in this environment. Not just because of the violence, but just the poverty and the simple the simpleness of the community. And uh, there was these like pickup trucks with what I would call like militia guys, like hanging off the back with machine guns and in camouflage. And um, you know, I've watched way too much Netflix to be in in that environment. <laughs> and so uh, I was quite nervous. And we were in this this big van, and Bonte was in the back, uh, uh, sort of asleep. Uh, and then the rest of us were in the front and we had a driver, we had a Sri Lankan driver. And, um, we kept getting pulled over, do you remember? <laughs> and so this militia truck would pull us over and like maybe they were the police, but probably not. Um, you know, maybe there is such a thing, maybe not. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, a little bit hinky that way. And so we got pulled over and it was very scary and they were really mean to us and they were like, you know, waving their guns and yelling. Bonte was asleep in the back seat, and the van was kind of um, uh, tinted, so they couldn't see that there was a monk in the van. And they pulled us over again, and they're demanding our papers and our passports, and they're just off, being kind of awful. And then another 20 minutes goes by, and we're continuing to travel, and they pull us over again. And uh, I was really scared by this time. I'm like getting ready to text my family. It's been good to know you. <laughs> you know, I think Al Qaeda's got us. I don't know. And uh, so uh, all of a sudden, they're interacting with the driver, and the driver is sort of yelling, and they're yelling at the driver and waving their machine guns. And all of a sudden, the door to the van slides open, and Bonte jumps out of the van. And he, he's got his robe on, and it's kind of windy, and his robe is like blowing behind him like Superman and, and <laughs> Supermonk. And, uh, and he's, he's just like clears his throat, and he says, if we've done something wrong, arrest us. If you're going to kill us, shoot us. And if we've done nothing wrong, let us go. But it seems to me you're unclear about your choices. Get clear right now. <laughs> it was so awesome. And they did not say a single word. They got in the back of that truck and drove away so fast, you would have thought they'd been hit by lightning. Um, so, but this is where it gets, what, what happened right after that was we go to this village, and we were very shaken up by this. Bonte was not, he couldn't have cared less. But this is very new for us. And uh, this woodworking village where they make lots of Buddhist statues for temples all over the country. And um, so, I'm, I'm looking for a Buddha statue to bring home to a meditation room we were building, and I don't think the temple, we were here, but we were not renovated yet, so it was sort of like early days. Um, and we were buying lots of Buddha statues to bring back to the, what was going to become our gift store, which is now our bookstore. Um, and we were, you know, bringing, bringing things back for people to buy for their altars, and so we were looking at lots of Buddha statues in this, this village. They would carve the Buddha statues. And I found one that I just loved, and, um, it cost $600 US money. So like, to give you an idea, that would be, you know, to buy that statue here would be, you know, $5,000 to put it in perspective. Just this beautiful Buddha made out of rainwood, really quite large. Um, and Bonte really spent a lot of time like deciding on that one and I was trying to decide that I like it as well and we agreed upon it and then he negotiated to buy it as the monk in the, in the, in the space. And we met the carver and his family took pictures and so I had a lot of reverence and like I just was obsessed with this Buddha especially because as far as I was concerned I was buying it right after my life was just saved you know even though that's probably not true that's how it felt and so we get back to um, Bonte's parents house and we have no idea how to get this Buddha to the United States and so um, we went and found water bottles and uh, empty water bottles and we filled them with air put the lids on and we wrapped the entire Buddha statue in water bottles um, to protect it, uh, and then we put all this casing around it, and um, and then uh, a man who was with us, who became a monk, said he would carry it home on his journey home. Well, he got it got confiscated in the Middle East somewhere, and uh, was going to be delayed in customs, and they don't like the statues there, and 
Um, so we got home and a few months went by and I was really disappointed, just super disappointed. And then another five months went by, no Buddha statue, sort of forgot about it. And then the monks were around and, and um, we were in the meditation room that did not have the beautiful Buddha statue. Uh, and then uh, that I, I remembered that it was supposed to be there and we started talking about it. And um, uh, a couple of the monks just started laughing. And, and I just said, you know, this room is just not complete. I really want the Buddha here. And they just started laughing. And they said, that wasn't the Buddha. That's a piece of wood. <laughs> it was just so wonderful. The next day, the Buddha statue arrived. <laughs> so, so, which I lovingly refer to as the piece of wood. Um, and then the other thing, do you remember when we had our precept ceremony like five years ago? Uh, so people, we made these little plaster Buddha statues and everybody who took the precepts walked in all dressed in their white, carrying their Buddha statues on these trays. Um, but the plaster had not fully set. And so like the first person in line, all of a sudden the Buddha's head fell off the little statue and it started to roll across the floor. And then like all of a sudden you heard another one and then another one. <laughs> and so... The monks, we probably had 30 monks here. We, they were just like, couldn't even breathe. They were laughing so hard because of course people were devastated that the Buddha was like broken. And they're like, that's not the Buddha, that's a piece of plaster. And so your story just reminded me of that, that how important it is to remember that this is just art. So uh, a couple of announcements. We, uh, Bhante Asaji uh, and Tessa, uh, I think helped a little bit too, but uh, give it up to him. We have our first Sri Lankan cookbook made by the Buddha Assembly. So um, it is just really beautifully done. It's 25 bucks. You can buy it in the store or online. Uh, there's uh, just really great simple instructions, ingredients. Uh, it's beautifully laid out. Uh, and so we're just excited to be able to have this offering. Everybody who's been to the Taste of Sri Lanka always asks us for recipes and menus. And so now we have an authentic Sri Lankan recipe book. Uh, Thanks to Bonte Asaji. So thank you, Bonte. Uh, we are uh, now open on Saturdays, as you know, because you're here. Now we're doing Monday nights uh, and Wednesday nights, right? Uh, so we are slowly getting back to uh, a new normal, still doing our distancing, still wearing our masks, uh, still reserve the right to close the space whenever it doesn't feel right to be open. But so far, we're doing really well with it. Really appreciate you guys signing up in advance uh, and making that commitment so that everybody gets their chance to be here if they want to be. And uh, remember that we're streaming online on Insight Primer and on Blue Lotus Temple and on Facebook. Uh, and just it's just so fun to see that instead of 50 or 100 people, now we have 5,000 or 10,000 people uh, watching us in at any given time. So we're getting our message out there. Thank you for your continued contributions. This has been a difficult time for us to navigate financially. And you've all made it a lot easier as you continue to be generous and know that uh, this place matters and our work here matters. So thank you all. So now we have this wonderful uh, Zoom technology. And so, you know, I'm always thinking the different direction we can go using that uh, Zoom technology. So therefore, I was thinking, you know, sometime we cannot bring all the famous, good, uh, great teachers to the Blue Lotus Temple. It's expensive. And so now because of this Zoom technology, we can invite them through Zoom and give a talk. So I'm working on it. And now uh, one of my teachers gave uh, three talks. Uh, now he's doing his third or fourth. I cannot remember. He's doing it this month and over the Zoom. And also, I was invited, one of the great professor, uh, one of the Buddhist university in Sri Lanka. There are lots of Buddhist monks studied under him, like a scholar monks all over the world right now. The, you know, Bhante Pemaratana, who is giving a talk here at the temple, one of his students. Uh, so I invited him too. He accepted my invitation. Very difficult to get him. So, uh, you know, the I think in November first week she is giving a Zoom talk. You know, the, all those great teachers come through Zoom. Don't please, you know, I'm doing those work for you. Please come and take that opportunity when you see those teachers are coming. So sometimes I feel um, people don't take the uh, you know, the chances and opportunities to learn from them. So I'm keep encouraging people because every day me and other monks and the Bikuni Vimala giving the talks. I want to. Uh, give those opportunities to all of you to listen to those great teachers. So therefore, please join to those classes too, okay? So thank you. Please stand up. <laughs>